yes, we are back with another podcast. This is a day. A day. Yeet. Okay, no, we, we, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, let's just get into all elite wrestling. Okay. Because it starts off with Rampage. And it starts off with a banger. A real banger. And the banger is the Black Pool Combat Club versus Top Flight Curry. Yes, sir. Like, I, I love this match. I loved it, too. And, like, I noticed something because I noticed it last time when they had this match. It was just like this little subtle thing with Cesaro and Top Flight Security. And like now it's like even Moxie and Brian had this like little thing with like Top Flight. And it's like, hmm, could Top Flight join the BBC? Yeah, I could see it because everyone in there is pretty much like an individual wrestler. Yes. They, they, they like, all mesh well, so they could very well... Like, any, like, member could win the tag team titles together. But they need a tag team, so that would be good. Right, because everybody... If you look at them, they're all singles wrestlers. Uh-huh. And if you have a tag team in there, you add a tag team together. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally am okay with that. And I think Brian, like Brian's original idea was to have young guys in it anyway. So, you know. Yes. So then we get stupid bring Hangman who says, hey, guess what? You know what? I'm clear. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. This is one of the, <laughs> like, it's so stupid, dude. I, I don't like this. This is dumb. Yeah, like, what the hell? Like, we knew. Yeah, so then we have the women's tag team with the Pillar and the Killer versus my nieces, the Renegade Twins. Son of a bitch. And, of course, the Killer and Pillar win because they have to win because they're going for their tag match on Wednesday. Which which is bothering... Okay, this is bothering me for, like, everybody on the internet. Like, everybody on the internet that, like, has something to say about this is bothering the hell out of me. Because it's like, Sasha's going to be the partner. Mercedes is going to be the partner. Mercedes is going to be the partner. Mercedes is going to be the partner. And it's like, I, like, I don't think people actually understand wrestling. Like, people just know what they know about their faves. And they know little bit small things. They don't know what they know about wrestling. Like, if you actually watch wrestling, understand wrestling, and study wrestling, you'd be like, oh, this is why that thing doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they would be like, oh, no, we understand that. And another thing that they don't get, and what I said on the last podcast, and a lot of people have like totally just like, no, fuck that. We don't care because she's going to wrestle. She's going to show up. Yes, she is going to show up. Yes, that's going to happen. But the problem is, she's not wrestling. She's not going to wrestle there until after Battle of the Valley. 
Yes. Like, I know people are like, well, if Tony Khan pays her a bunch of money, he can pay her all the fucking money he wants. Her first match will be against Kari Sane. After that, she can do whatever she wants in America. Like, that makes no sense, like, for New Japan to be like, nah, fuck it. Like, you could go wrestle for AEW. Well, we paid you so much money up front to wrestle for us first. Exactly. And people, like, people just, like, totally know-soul that, like, nah, fuck that. That makes no sense. And here's the thing with, like, even if you're like, well, if she shows up now and that's in, like, three weeks, dude, like, she can just keep showing up and fighting. Soraya did the same thing. Soraya didn't wrestle into the fucking pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So she can do that. Like, she can do that. It's perfect, like, it's perfectly normal because that has happened multiple times in AEW. So yeah. don't just don't just fall on the sword of she's going to wrestle. If she shows up in AEW, which I'm, like, pretty certain she will, if she shows up in AEW, she will not wrestle until after Battle of the Valley, which is officially sold out because of her. It's like, you just know how shit works in wrestling. Like, that's how that works. It, it just annoys me that people just like, no, she's gonna wrestle, she's gonna wrestle. She may show up. And like, there's reason, there's other reasons why she probably will show up that like, compounded later on and like, added to why she might show up. But like, we'll talk about that later. But like, she is definitely probably gonna show up, but she's not going to wrestle. And I don't understand why people are just like dying on this fucking hill. Yeah, it's weird to me. Like, it's obvious he's gonna wrestle over there first. Like, she said it. I want to say yeah, she said it. Exactly, and that's that's what bothers me. And like, and another thing that bothers me about like, I keep saying like, you guys follow the artist and not the art because like I've seen people like get mad at like. I don't know why y'all watch WWE. Like, we're just, like, they did nothing for her, so we leave them behind. Screw them. Never watch it. And it's like, but you know that you're just lying on, like, social media to say, like, to tell people, oh, yeah, no, fuck that. That company's so bad, blah, blah, blah. But when Royal Rumble comes, I don't want to see you tweet about Royal Rumble. I don't want to see you tweet, oh, my God, so-and-so is in the Rumble, or this person... Like you, like just love the art. Like you can support your fave. You can support your fave down to like everything. Like just you can support your faves. Like it's perfectly fine. You can you can support your faves. It's fine, but you can also understand that the art is beautiful and just enjoy the art. That's fine. That's fine. Exactly. Like I support a problematic fave. But it's not really problematic because you people don't... It's not that bad. It's not that bad. What he did was not that bad. Like, I know some people are like, ah, it was bad. It wasn't that bad. Like, like what Muda did was not that bad. It wasn't that bad because, like, in Japan, it's a totally different culture. It's a totally different culture. It's not bad. And it was a satirical joke. It wasn't... It wasn't what you think. He's not... He's, he's not homophobic. I swear to God, he's not homophobic. I, I swear he's not. He's He may be old, but he's not homophobic. I swear. I, I swear. Okay, I'm starting to sound like you guys. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm done. All right. Back to Rampage. 
the House of Black. I lie to you not. This is fucking perfect, perfect mind games. Because you know what they did? What they do? The whole fucking promo. They kept talking about how Eddie Kingston. We've always loved you. You should come home, Eddie. Eddie, you should be part of us, Eddie. Eddie, we need you, Eddie. Eddie, and they're calling Eddie to come to the House of Black. And if you haven't paid attention, you're like, oh, wow, they want Eddie Kingston. And it's like, no, I'm fam. This is, this, is, this is great work by them. This is great work by them. This is great. I love it. You know, be funny. Mm-hmm. It's neither one of them. Because remember the week before, they were like kind of alluding to the fact it was Ortiz. Yes. What if it's neither one? What if it wound up being somehow, some way, and I, I doubt it. I'm just throwing out a name. Santana. Like, since Santana's not coming back to the company and he's like totally done, that would, that would be funny. But yeah. I think more so this is going to lead to them breaking up. This is going to lead to them breaking up them being fucking Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to lead to them breaking up for like a second and then they're going to be like, you know what? Somebody else is going to come in. It's not going to be Santana, but it's going to be somebody that knows both of them and is going to bring them together and then we're going to have the trios match with the new LAX versus those guys. Funny part, you said trios because... He didn't say trio. I was gonna say Conan, and that man can't yeah. wrestle. So <laughs> no, no trios, trios. <laughs> he can't. It's not him. <laughs> yeah, it's not him. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bring that back. So yeah. so we get Pero Pelagros go. Pronounce it, it right, goddamn it! You can pronounce no, no, it no. right. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Pero Pelagrosco was wrestling and Jericho said it and it was and it was just amazing because Jericho is from Snow Mexico so like you know it's it's a thing of course he <laughs> said it. and it was way better than anything that fucking Preston Vance said and yes his Titan Tron still says Preston Vance I don't care what anybody says it's weird as fuck it says Preston Vance with his new Lelfection Governabres thing. And it's like, man, like, just, get, just get rid of it. He fought some new guy and took off his fucking mask. And they tried to kidnap him until they realized, like, oh, we got enough people in the back. All right, no more kidnapping. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah, so, I, I don't like the whole Pedro Peligroso thing either. Yeah, I don't like it. So then we get in the backstage and Darby's celebrating and Mike Bennett walks up and he goes, I've been a champion in two companies and I've been to every company and I can beat you. Darby said, all right, I'm going to fight you. All right, let's go. And Matt Taven goes, well, he's a brooding one, isn't he? (laughs) Okay. It was like a randomest challenge. Because, like, they're running down a Rampage card, and all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, Darby Allen is going to take on Mike Bennett. I'm like, that wasn't even on the internet. Where the fuck did that come from? And apparently, that's where it came from. They shot a little angle and said, hey, this match is happening. 
it was so random. Darby's a new Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> so we get to the main event, and it's Darby versus Mike Bennett. The match is just going and going. And then, like, Darby kind of picked it up, and Darby gets the win, and he beats Mike Bennett. Like, if you really thought Mike Bennett was going to fucking win that title. I did say, however, it would be funny as shit if he did, though. <laughs> it, it would be. Like, his very first title defense again, he loses it to Mike Bennett. Random Mike Bennett. Like, <laughs> not even cool Mike Bennett. Just random-ass Mike Bennett. Like, the fuck? Like, how you losing him? Like, I wouldn't even watch the rest of the show after that. Like, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So, this is like, this is how you know that, like, tribalism is, like, completely fucking alive and well and breathing and people have picked sides and people only do and support what they like because we go to Battle of the Belts, even though Darby was still in the ring, we transition to Battle of the Belts and we have a tag team title match and anything goes tag team title match. Jared Lethal versus the Acclaim. This match was good in the first part until they start doing WWE shenanigans. Like, yes. as soon as they started doing the WWE shenanigans, it was like, okay, dude, this, this kind of sucks. And the crowd was fucking eating it up, and I'm just like, WWE does the same shit, and you shit on them, and now you're just, like, cheering for, like, the same slapstick bullshit in AEW, which should not have this. And you're just like, nah, fam, this shit is great. And it's like, what? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, I, and I've seen so many people just, like, go out of their way to praise this match. And it's like, fam, like, the same shit happens in WWE. You're like, oh, this shit is garbage. Like, this shit happens in New Japan with fucking House of Torture, and I'm ready to turn off the fucking show. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's so fucking annoying. Just have a tag team match. This shit happens here. It's like, oh, this is one of the greatest fucking shits we ever seen. Oh, it was so entertaining. It was amazing. It's like, but everywhere else does this. It's a fucking problem. It's here at AEW. It's the greatest thing. It's like, it's so, it's like so tribalist bullshit. I was, I was over it. Acclaim won, by the way, but I was over it. Yeah. So then we get the book of Hobbes. And Hobbes says, in this book is everything that happened to me. And you know what? I'm going to make everything in this book happen to somebody else. So be ready. And you've been warned. And it was like, bro, I'm pretty sure that like some really fucked up shit happened over your life and you're not going to do that to somebody else. But like, I got the gist of it, but like, you know, it was a little too deep for me. Also, like, mm-hmm. th- like the wrestling meta of it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a feeling someone's gonna steal that book and fuck with him? Because I, I, I have that feeling. Maybe not anytime soon, but it's gonna happen eventually. I was kind of feeling like that book is just gonna get played out in the first two weeks and, like, we'll never see it again. Like, he's gonna do it the first two weeks, and then the book's just gonna disappear, and it's just gonna be hot. Like, that's what I feel like is going to happen. Like, either one or two things are going to happen. Either the book 
is going to disappear after two weeks or the book is never going to make it to TV. Like, it's one of those two things. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because this is so random. Like, this is so random, for especially for somebody like him. It's so random to, like, stick him with something like this. It's just, it's like, yeah, I don't think it's going to stick around. Yeah. So then we get Ortiz and Eddie and Ortiz is calling out Eddie was like yo the fuck is up they calling you man like I thought we were supposed to be a team what the fuck is up like what's happening and Eddie was like you know what nothing's happening but I'm gonna show you that nothing's happening when we beat them in a tag team match and it's like that didn't prove anything that literally was just like either I'm setting you up or we're actually gonna do this it's like you didn't make me feel calm about that, Eddie. Basically. Like, and the funny part is, like, I know Eddie's not the bad guy here, but it was like, you didn't make me feel calm. Like, you didn't fix anything. This was like, what the fuck? Like, worst case scenario, it's mm-hmm. Ortiz. And I say worst case because that's the most obvious. Yes. Right? Best case scenario, they're just fucking with them. And, like, it wound up being someone, like, totally different, like I said. Yes. Like, it's, like, it's, like, that's really interesting. Like, that's one of the angles that interests me right now in AEW. So, that was a thing. Yeah. And something that doesn't interest me, because, like, this didn't interest me at first. And then, during a match, it still didn't interest me. But then it did at the end. And then (laughs) it just, like, dissipated immediately. Because... Is Jade Cargill versus friend of the show Sky Blue. And like you know that she's gonna murder Sky. And it's like, okay, because Jade can't lose right now, blah blah blah. She she murders Sky. But all of a sudden, Red Velvet comes out, and it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. So when Red Velvet comes out, it's like, okay, yeah, she came out and Sky started doing a little better. And it was like, oh shit, Sky's actually coming back. Mm-hmm. In no way, shape, or form. Like, nothing in my body, soul, or mind was like, oh my god, Sky Blue might win. Nothing, nothing ever was like, she might win. It was like, totally a love. But she did come back and like, kind of show everybody like, yo, I can wrestle my ass off and so can Jade. And Jade, bam! Hits her with the uh, jaded. It's called a jaded, right? Yeah, the jaded. Yeah, she hits her with the jaded. One, two, three. It's over. And Jade starts walking up the ramp, and Red Cargill just bolts. And I look, and something pops in my mind was like, oh shit, she's at 48. Who is she going to face for 50? Because, mm-hmm. like, I have a feeling like Red Velvet is going to be 49, and then somebody's going to be 50. Because, like, I. Like, nothing against Red Velvet as a person, but Red Velvet should not be the person to defeat Jay Cargill. I'm sorry. The only reason it makes sense, and it's the only reason, which is really minute, right? Mm-hmm. Is because she's been with her so long, and she's been in her, pardon the pun, inner circle. She knows all her secrets, her weaknesses, yada, yada, yada. That's the only reason it makes sense. But I totally agree with you. It shouldn't be Red Velvet. Yeah, because like she's 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 not it. Like like I said, there's nothing wrong. Like I there's nothing wrong with Red Velvet. The reason I say she's not it 
is because there's no hype behind Red Velvet. Like, there's no hype. Red Velvet can wrestle. She's good, but there's no hype. There's no one. The crowd isn't even behind her. And it's like, you put the belt on her, it's going to be a stun, and everybody's going to be like, what? She won? It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be one of those things. Like, And that's why I'm like, you can't do it for Red Velvet. If there was more time and it was built up and Red like got over, she wrestled a couple matches and everybody got behind her, that would be it. The reason that like nobody's behind her and like nobody's selling this is because everything about this breakup in turn was wonky. Nothing about this was like, oh, this makes sense. This is so dope. She just all of a sudden started not fucking with her. When she came back, she all of a sudden started not fucking with her. Then after she walks off, the next week they're in a fucking tag match, and then she leaves again, and then she comes back to help Kiara Hogan, and you're like, what's happening? Like, none of this makes sense. That's why nobody got behind it. If it was like a more cohesive, better story, people would be like, you know what? I'm getting behind this Red Velvet thing. She's gonna win. Bam, Red Velvet actually wins the title. This is what I mean. It's like, you didn't build up the story good enough for anybody to get behind. That's why nobody cares. Basically, they just automatically assumed, you know, what was going on. Like, I see little things that why, like, this and that happened, but they should have said it on television. They didn't even interview her to find out what what's the problem. Exactly. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, everything about that was just so badly done. It's so weird. It's mm-hmm. just so weird. Yeah. So... Then we get the firm. They show up and they're talking because they're going to take on Jungle Hook. You did that. Listen, I'm fine with Jungle Hook. I'm fine with it. It's totally awesome. I love it. (laughs) So then we had a fucking random ass backstage. Because all of a sudden, here comes Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. And they got weapons. You're like, okay. You got weapons. What is this about? And then all of a sudden, Ty Conti and Mello are talking about... Mello, Mello was talking about, listen, I was fighting on the streets since I was young, so I know how to do a street fight. And it's like, what? Like, I understand why they have to have a street fight, but it's like, also like, what? Like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, to be honest... She said, and I quote, I am the street fight. Yeah. Yeah, she she did a Logan Paul. (laughs) Without the crypto rug pull. She she did a Logan Paul. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, the only thing I care about is Willow winning. Because, like, I feel like Willow should be the person to beat Jay Cargill. Because, like, she's over enough and she's a homegrown AEW talent. And I'm doing this in air quotes because she's not. She was she was alive and well before this. But, like, air quotes, like, she's a good AEW homegrown person that should have the title. The fans would get behind her and it would be so awesome. So that's why I'm rooting for Willow in this thing. She originates from Ring of Honor, right? She originates from a bunch of places. But Ring of Honor was, like... Her most notable she was in mlw but she's like been around on the indies and she's really fucking awesome 
And like she grew her stuff. First big chance was like MLW, and then it was Ring of Honor. And she was there for a while, like right before the pandemic. And then like when the pandemic hit, she was still going. So like, yeah, she's like, she's an outside grown talent and people know her in AEW. Okay. So then we get to the main event, which we were robbed. We were fucking robbed. <laughs> Fuck AEW for this. We were robbed. Because this should have been the Mark Henry segment. Fuck that. We were robbed. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> so we get Orange Cassidy with Dan Housen versus Skip Sabian and Penopoli Ford. And you're like, okay. All right. The match is going. And the match starts. You're like, okay. This is an okay match. And they just turn it up a little bit. You're like, okay, this is this is actually not half bad. Turn it up a little bit more. You're like, okay, not that bad. You do a little bit of fuck shit with Butcher Blade Bunny. You're like, okay, just all right. Then the best friends, even when they were like, yeah, you have no friends, and then like the best friends show up and they get rid of Butcher and Blade and Bunny, and it's just orange and skip. And then they just went fuck that we're gonna take the knob off and they fucking turn this bitch up and it was a fucking awesome ass it was an awesome 10 minutes last 10 minutes of this match it was fucking phenomenal it got to the point Skip started getting under Orange's skin and Orange lost it he fucking lost it he was screaming he was throwing punches he was like nah fuck that little touchy bullshit he was going and Skip got under his skin so bad that Orange started fucking up and Skip start beating the shit up. It was like three times that I was like, oh my God, Skip just beat him. I was like, he beat, nope. He kicked out. Oh my God, Skip just, nope. I was like, God damn. Like, then Orange came back at the very end. Two Orange punches in a beach break. One, two, three. He kept the title. God damn, this was fucking awesome. I actually felt like Kip was going to win. Yes. It was It was a couple times where it was like, oh, Skip is definitely winning. He's yeah. definitely winning. But like, it got to the end and it was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Like, yeah. this is fucking amazing. It was so good. It was so, so good. I loved it. Like, the match was awesome, but my favorite part was the fuckery with fucking Kip fucking him doing his own, like, Orange's own shit against him. Like, yeah. no one has done that. <laughs> and it, it bothered him. Yes, like, he was so angry. And it was so funny. Like, I'm watching it and when Orange yelled, I thought it was somebody in the fucking crowd because I'm like, there's no fucking way Orange Cassidy would yell. Like, that's impossible. And he yelled. I was like, wait a minute, that was Orange. I was like, oh shit, he's angry. Excalibur pointed it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that shit was like, it was so good. Like, it was, it it was great. That was a great main event. That was a great way to end that battle of the belts. The was, only bad part, like you said, like that should have been fucking Mark Henry segment. Yes, like that's the only thing that would have made it like ten times better. It was so great, yes. it was so great. So that was AEW. So there was so I have to make a correction for New Japan because I'm going to talk about some New Japan stuff now. But I have to make a correction. Last podcast I said Omega Okada were called Dark Rain. 
which is wrong. It's actually called Devil Ring, which takes the name of 10 notches just because of that. Totally forgot to do that. I don't so, know. I kind of prefer yours. I like Devil Ring. Devil Ring sounds awesome. <laughs> so then another thing I totally forgot, but I forgot it on purpose. I totally forgot it on purpose was to talk about the Naito segment because I was going to talk about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about it once they reveal the press conference and everything that's going to happen. I was like, all right, I'm going to talk about it when it's the press conference comes, but I didn't talk about it on a podcast. I talked about it to Reggie after the podcast, but I didn't talk about it on a podcast yeah. because I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait to the press conference and see what happens. So here's the thing. So after Naito had a match, he's in the back, him and LIJ, and Shuji Kondo comes up, and he's like, yo, remember that shit you did to me last time? I'm gonna fuck you up. And Naito's like, whatever, I don't give a fuck about you, fuck you. So they start beefing again. So... The thing is, Noah and New Japan had a fucking Wrestle Kingdom last year. Everybody was hyped for it at the beginning, but it turned into a bunch of fucking tag matches and everybody was angry because it was just like a bunch of tag matches. Even fucking Kito Kiyomiya wanted to wrestle Okada and they were both champions at the time. And it's like, fuck, like we just want one-on-ones. Like this is so stupid. Even people just got, like, super mad at it. So they officially announced a card for this one. And they're going through it from, like, the bottom to the top. And you're like, tag match, New Japan versus Noah. <sighs> Number tag match, New Japan versus Noah. Uh, tag match, New Japan versus Noah. Uh, oh, we have another tag match between Okada and Kito Kiyomiya. It's like, just give them a fucking singles match. I'm like, oh my god, it's it sucks. And then it's it happens. They go, okay. Since Lij and Kondo's team are beefing, we're gonna let them fight. Okay, cool. You're gonna give them a fucking a eight man or ten man. God damn it. It was like, no, everybody gets a one on one. What? Yeah, everybody gets a one on one. Each one of them get a one-on-one match. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So it's now five. five them, each, each team has a fucking match. A one-on-one match. Actual Noah versus New Japan. And it's like, okay, so this is actually cool. Like, this is actually cool. Shuji Kondo versus Naito is actually happening one-on-one. No tag team, just one-on-one. And that's the main event of the New Japan, like, Russell Kingdom. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So now, my agenda is to finally get Kito Kiyomiya versus Okada finally to happen. And if, if they go to next year's Russell Kingdom, I want it to finally happen. Noah crossover, Russell Kingdom. Finally. Let both champions wrestle. Finally. Like, just do it. Just do it. Like, just, just stop being cowards, New Japan. Just do it. We need this to happen. Don't be cowards. Yes. So now on to the land of 
WWE. So the land of WWE, it's a thing and you know, it's always about freedom and stuff and all of those things. And then you just have that one day that fucks up everything. It's like the insurrection comes because like all of the bad idiots just want it's one person back in power and like the insurrection comes and they storm the Capitol on January 6th. Okay, that's wrong. That's wrong because that's not, that's, that was January, wait, today is January 6th. Wait, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> today is January 6th. Oh, oh God. That, that means, that means there's an insurrection in WWE. Holy shit. Yes, there is an insurrection in WWE. Because it is January 6th for WWE. And this day will live in infamy. Oh my god, I am so angry that this that this actually works. Like, it's so bad. Like, it's so bad, dude. Yeah. Like, so, the Black Cloud is back in WWE. Yes, and I know you guys are like, what the fuck does that mean? I know you probably already heard. We talked about it on the last podcast. Vince is trying to bully his way back in. Vince did just that. Friday morning, Vince said, no, I'm bullying my way back in. I'm in. And you know what he did? Like, he said he was going to bring Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. He's bringing them in. But he took out three people that was already on the board. Here's, this is how you know this shit is fucked up. Two of the people that's on the board that he took out led the investigation on his ass that got him out in the first place. So he took them out, was like, nah, y'all can't investigate me if you're not there. Ha ha, big brain energy. And it's like, that's not how that goes, but okay. So <laughs> he took those guys out. So now he's in control and he he says he lies to everybody. Yeah, no, I'm just here to help facilitate the sale because like, you know, they see me in power and they're going to be like, hey, listen, this better for a sale. And that's why I'm here. I'm not going to touch creative. No, no, no. I'm not going to have a hand in any of that. I just want to have a hand in all of the business stuff. And it's like, you could have had a hand in the business stuff. And they literally, like literally, he said he wanted to help facilitate the sale. The board said, you don't need to come back. You can be a part of the sales. You can be a part of any sale because it's your baby. Fine. You can be a part of that. You don't have to come back. You join in the board. You're bringing more drama here. He's like, no, 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 no. I have to be there to help facilitate this. And in the fucking meeting, he says something that literally is like, okay, this is more scary than anything that he's ever said. He goes, yeah, we're going to look at all the options. Even if one of the options are taking the company back private. And it's like, nope, nope, you you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. He takes it back private. No one will be able to investigate him, yell at him, or say anything, or hold him fucking accountable for his shit that he did. You're 78 fucking years old. Just go somewhere. Just like, just do something else. Just 
fucking lay in a grave. I don't care. Just get out of here. Because this shit is... If he takes the company private, that eliminates 90% of the money that they get from everywhere else. It's so fucking insane. He takes it private. He literally gets to keep his spot forever. He's the forever CEO. And there's no way to ever get him out. There's no way to get him out now, but there will be a forever sure shot that he will never leave if he takes it private. And it's like, dude, this is insane. Like, he, you know that, how people say evil geniuses? He's, He's one. one of them. Yes. He's, yeah, he's definitely one of them. It's so fucking insane. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a fucking loss. So, then it comes up with who are the suitors? Who's going to buy the company? Who's going to buy them? And one name jumped out to everybody, and everybody's like, what? And it was Saudi Arabia. And it's like, what? A lot of people don't know that for a time, Saudi Arabia had brought UFC. They had brought like fucking, I think it was like 20% of UFC. And they kind of like owned the company, kind of. So them buying WWE wouldn't be like as weird as everybody would think. But it's like they're they're offering to, like, to buy it. And it's like, okay, that's insane. And then... People immediately go to this, like, they have been jumping to this thing, and they've been jumping to this a million times, and they're like, dude, Tony Khan should just buy it. Him and his dad should just, like, put in, like, put in a bid to buy it. And, like, to be honest, 100%, he could do it. He can do it. He can literally say, you know what? I want to buy WWE. He could do it. He can. He could just do it. That would like that would immediately cause a problem. Here's another thing that like pisses me off once again about the tribalism bullshit. Because people are like, Tony should do it. Tony should buy WWE. And it immediately goes to the same thing of three years ago when AEW didn't exist, everybody complained about WWE having a fucking monopoly. Everybody complained about it. Tony buys WWE, it's exactly the same thing all over again, just not under Vince. And it's like, you cannot be that stupid to just want the same exact thing to happen again. Competition is healthy for everybody. So mm-hmm. why the fuck are you even championing because of your tribalism bullshit, your championness? And part of me, my sick, twisted, insane, fucking visceral person of, that I am is like, do it. Do it, fucking Tony. Tony, do it. Do it. So everybody will, in three years, realize what the fuck they just did and watch and turn against AEW the same way they turned against WWE for the same exact thing. I swear to God, that's exactly what happened. Everybody would be like, I hate AEW. Tony Khan just needs to go. Like, why doesn't he just sell the company? It will be the same exact feeling because people are very tribalist and like have selected memory. If they just would literally look at this as a normal fucking human and be like, you know what? Tony should not try to buy this, which I know Tony Khan as a human being, part of him is like, I would love to buy WWE, but at the same time, 
I would rather have competition. I would rather have competition. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Like, I know that he, that's that's in his mind because he's a wrestling fan, like a real wrestling fan. He's like, yeah, I, I would like that. But everybody else is like, nah, we want to go back to three years ago where there was just one wrestling company. It's like, that is so stupid. Like, that is so stupid. Anybody that's like championing that is stupid as hell. It's really stupid. Like, they already ate up um, Ring of Honor, so it's basically yeah, and, exactly the same thing. And the bad part is, like, everybody, every AEW fan hates Ring of Honor. Like, they despise it. they like, get Ring of Honor off of my television. Like, like they shouldn't even be here. They should be doing their own thing. It's like, bro, like, if that happens with WWE, like I said, it'll be one company, and, like, you literally have nothing else. Like, for me, it wouldn't affect me in the slightest because it's like, oh, I have like a bunch of other wrestling companies. Who cares? But like I said, it would affect everybody to just like wants to tribalism bullshit and it's going to revolt and just turn into like this sickening thing with AEW and everybody's going to hate it and just be like, you basically kill your own company because you want to kill another company. It doesn't make sense. People are just special. Yeah, basically, like, it's weird. Yes, but, like, I'm so angry that Vince is in control. And, like, he keeps saying he's not going to touch any, he's not touching anything, he's not touching anything, and it's like, bro, come on, come on, like, we don't, like, we we don't believe. When we get into it, I feel like he already made a move, but we'll get into it. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say yes, because I, like, if it's what I think you're talking about, I think it's more of a Paul thing. Okay. So then we also got the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble thing. And it was like, okay. They showed the thing and they're like, yeah, the Royal Rumble, a storm's coming. And it's like, Bro, like, come on, like, th- like, come on. This poster is way too obvious. It's like, that's the best you can do. And it's like, you're not even hiding it anymore. It's like, no, a storm's coming. It's like, nothing about this say storm. Like, storm would be like rain and other stuff. It's like, no, it's just, it's just a poster with lightning and wrestlers. It's like, you're telling me that that didn't mean anything. They're like, no, it's just a storm. It's like. That's the most electrifying thing I've ever seen. You're going to tell me that that's okay. No. And they're just like, no, it's just a storm. I'm like, come on. Like, it's too obvious. It's like, it's too obvious. And they're like, ha, but you didn't see Cody Rhodes there. Ha ha. Like, that's throwing you off the trail. It's like, yeah, but it, it, come on. It was just like, it was one of the most obvious fucking ploys. And it's like, you guys just like, didn't even try here. It, it was so, it was just so bad. It was so bad. Speaking of him, they're not even hiding the fact that he coming back in the Royal Rumble. Like, it's obvious. Bro, <laughs> bro, you know how obvious it is? You know how fucking obvious it is? How obvious? WWE's YouTube earlier today put out, oh, you guys remember when The Rock came back? Like, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> he had nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, The Rock came back. Like, look, here it is on YouTube. <laughs> why like it has nothing to do with nothing there's no reason for this it's like stop hide it like no we're gonna just do it it's like god damn it dude that's, that's, so, 
that's the impact wrestling type of fucking trolling because you know they do yeah. that shit <laughs> yes it was like bro come on like we know that like we know that you guys can do better than this they're like nah we're doing this thing it's like dude you guys are assholes bro <laughs> like oh my god that's that's a thing so that that was a thing so Oi bruvs get money in the bank. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny how everybody wanted money in the bank to die. Was like, yeah, it should just go back to WrestleMania, dude. It should do this. And like all of a sudden the Oi bros have it and they're like, you know what? It, it's okay. Like you should keep it, like you should keep it as a separate pay-per-view. It shouldn't be like rolled into everything. It's it's, it's special. Like you should keep it special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Like every oi bruv is like, oh, oh, that means one of ours is winning money in a bank. And I literally looked up and down the card and like, the only person that could win it is Drew. But like everybody else is like not even a candidate. It's like, God, like y'all ain't really got nobody to win for nothing. To be honest, I don't see Drew winning it anyway, so. No, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It would be actually kind of different because it's Drew, like, badass Drew. Yeah. Wins money in the bank, and he can cash in any time. So that would be different. But at the same time, when they gave that fucking, they gave the video, and, like, once again, they spoiled some other shit. They gave the video, and it was like, yeah, you don't know who's going to win. The, the Raw Women's Champion, the SmackDown Women's Champion, the WWE title, or the Universal title. It's like, y'all just, just gonna spoil it like that? Y'all ain't even gonna try. Like, they didn't even try. They just was like, yeah, you can go for any of these titles. It's like, y'all didn't even try. Y'all didn't even try. Like, we knew that the titles are getting split, but like, y'all didn't even try. Not at all. I'm like, okay. Like, all right, y'all win. Y'all win. <laughs> So then we go to SmackDown. It starts off like it's Raw started off. The intro is coming on, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks this bloodline. But this time, the tribal chief shows up. He shows up and walks down to the ring. They all get in there. Everybody's standing in there. And the tribal chief said, Sammy Uso. Everybody loves Sammy Uso. And then he said, us going forward this year, we're going to be winners. And then he says, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about last year. Sammy, you lost. And then he just went off on Sammy. He was like, you try to be me. You try to be the tribal chief. You try to call your shot and you lost. I don't tolerate that. But before he can get into really kicking Sammy's ass or ending it, which is the start of the end for Sammy, before he can get into it, Sammy was saved by Kevin Owens. And I don't mean Kevin Owens went down and beat everybody's ass. Kevin Owens was like, nah. He was like, Roman, you got a problem. You got a KO problem. And you need to fix it. 
He's like, and the way you're gonna fix it is that Royal Rumble. Me and you, Royal Rumble. And Roman was like, you know what? All right, fuck. We're gonna do it. Okay. I'm down for that. You, I feel like you've been predicted it though. So yeah. So then we get the Queen. She shows up in a car, and she's getting ready to talk later on. So then we have the New Day, and they're coming out, and you're like, okay, what are they coming out for? They're dressed for a match, but then they show a backstage thing from earlier in the night where Kofi and Santos Escobar had a little backstage little tiff, and they were like, you know what? How about I take you on later on tonight, Kofi? Okay, so it's Kofi versus Santos. And the funny part about this was like, I seen so many people watch this match and go, dude, I didn't know Santos was this good. I'm like, the fuck have y'all been watching for the last couple of years? Like, the fuck? Like, he's a fucking star. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. Like, yeah, he's really good. So they had the match. And Santos actually beats Kofi. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, like because Kofi is like now a tag team wrestler, but it's Kofi Kingston, former WWE champion. He he fucking lost to Santos Escobar, so that's a thing. So yeah, that's fucking awesome. Is Santos in the Royal Rumble now? Because I didn't. Oh no. No, he was already in the Royal Rumble. It's just this wasn't a qualifier. This was like they're both in a Rumble. Okay. But like this is for the match. Gotcha. So so then we get Sammy in the back. He's about to knock on the bloodline's door. And Paul comes out and he's like, Smoley, you know, you you kinda fucked up. He's like, dude, he's like, I just want to talk to the chief. So the Usos come up and Jimmy's like, damn dog. And they just walk in there. And Paul Heyman says, remember last week when I told you that I'm three steps ahead? He was like, well, because what you did, you're three steps behind the three steps that I was already doing. He's like, Sammy, I don't know what to tell you. And he just walked off and Sammy was sitting out there. and just, You can tell that Sammy's sad and he wants to get back in there. He's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Sammy's fucked up. Like, this is already the start of the downfall. We have to see how this plays out. So it might have a plot twist. Hopefully it does. It probably will. So then we get Liv Morgan. So Liv says, yo, I'm in the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm ready. I'm going to win this, and it's going to be the year I live. Like, Okay. And she wanted, She said she didn't even want to be 30. She wants to be number one. And I'm like, yes, do it. Because the last time somebody was number one, they became a huge star. Biggest star ever. Selling out shows. Fucking merchandise running out the floor. Subscriptions up. Biggest star ever. Last year's number one. Or biggest star ever. Do it. What? I didn't say anything. I just said Liv should be number one. So she could be the biggest star. And I agreed with you. I said do it. <laughs> what? I'm just saying it's it's all about the money. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, it's just money. That's all it's about. 
the number one is always the money. So it's just a thing. Yeah. So then we had L.A. Knight. Yeah. Basically saying that he's ready to beat up fucking Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. Blah, 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 Whatever. Who cares? So then we move on to the next thing, which I already said this was going to happen. I just did not care. It was a mixed tag match. And it was a mixed tag match. Mad Crap Moss and his girlfriend, Ima, versus Scarlet and Killer Cross. And of course, Killer Cross wins. And then they put a Santos Escobar mask on Mad Crap. Wait, nope, nope, nope. That's not a Santos Escobar mask. That's a Rey Mysterio mask. Oh, they're still beefing with Rey. Uh, okay. It sure as shit looked like a fucking Santos mask, though. It definitely did. It 100% did. Because it, it was a Ray mask I'd never seen before, so. Yeah, it like I said, it looked exactly like a Santos mask. I was, like, I was kind of confused because when they put it on him, I'm like, what they putting a Santos mask on him for? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you look a little closer and was like, oh, it's a Ray mask. Got it. <laughs> So then we get the recap of Ronda Rousey losing and her and Shayna standing there after the loss to Charlotte. So, yeah. That's the thing. Yep. So then we go to the bar. The actual bar. We didn't go to the bar with Sheamus and Cidaro. It's <laughs> a bar with Sheamus and Drew McEntry and they just are talking and they start hitting each other hyping each other up because they said banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger and a whole crowd at the bar starts banging and banging and banging and banging and Michael Cole said the bang bros are going for the championship later on and I just stopped (laughs) Like I was in complete, I was in complete shock. Just like, uh, okay, okay, what the fuck? I think he the exact quote was "banger bros," but that don't make it any better. None, none. <laughs> like that is the same thing as a submission sorority. And speaking yeah. of that, Charlotte from the submission sorority came out and she was like. Hey guys, I won a championship. I know you guys are glad to see me. I'm back. Woo! And then Sonja showed up and Sonja said, Hey, I could beat your ass. I want to challenge you right now. And the crowd started a whoop that trick chant. And I was so baffled. It wasn't because they was doing a whoop that trick. I'm baffled because that song is way too old and like what the fuck like why was that a thing like what made y'all go what made y'all say that that's gonna be my question to you like was it what she had on like what the fuck (laughs) I think it's more of a Memphis thing and that was that's why but it was like what the fuck is so weird (laughs) so 
then we had an American Nightmare promo. It's like, yeah, I'm coming back. Guys, I'm coming back. Ha ha. I'll be back eventually. Ha. Eventually. Wink. Yeah, like he's on the fucking Royal Rumble poster. It's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> we know when he's coming back. Like, y'all did a very bad job of spoiling this. Yeah. So then we had a Lacey Evans promo. And Lacey Evans is training. They said, you should use the Cobra Clutch. It's like, okay. Now she's using the Cobra Clutch as her finish. Okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Lacey Evans. Not a fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not a fan of this. Like, it's just so weird. It's like, I'm just not a fan of this. Yeah, I prefer this over the last gimmick. Yeah, I mean, that too. The last two gimmicks, rather. But yeah. Yeah. I have thoughts about her. I'll just leave that off the podcast. But like, yeah. 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 Just move on. So... Then we had, if whoever wins qualifies for the Rumble, Ricochet versus Top Dollar. And Top Dollar called Ricochet bald. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly what I said. I'm like, excuse me, like, if you two are down, no one can tell who's who. Because y'all both bald. Basically. So Ricochet wins, and after the match, Top Dollar shakes his hand. Ricochet gets super kicked by Adonis. They beat him down. They beat the shit out of Ricochet. They standing over there. But then another bald and bald solidarity shows up. Bald <laughs> Strowman. Bald Strowman. He shows up for the bald brothers. The beautiful bald brothers. And now I, a thing. I don't know why. I think that's a fucking porn innuendo too, but I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> No, no, no. It was a Key and Peele reference. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, this segment right here is the one I'm talking about. Like, I feel like this is like a Vince-ism, if you will. Because fucking Hit Row was okay. Like, as faces. Like, they were semi-over. They didn't need to go heel. Like, I feel like they went heel for no reason. I'm going to tell you why this is a Triple H thing. Okay. And, like... If this was a Vince thing, it would be total. It would be totally the opposite. Okay. Hit Row, like they weren't as over as they were like the first week. They just kept sliding, sliding, sliding. They got the ass beat by Valhalla. They got the ass beat by the fucking Legato del Fantasma. They got the ass beat by everybody. They just was slowly sliding, 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 sliding down the pole. Yeah. And it's like. It's like they was doing nothing and Triple H was like, okay, well, I remember when I started you guys at NXT, you guys were heels and that worked. How about we swap that and turn you guys heel here? It's like, yeah. It's like, we'll see. If they don't get over his heels, then like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Basically, like, hopefully it works. Because I, yeah. I, I do like them. Yeah. So... Then we get a backstage with the Usos and Solo, and they walk out. Roman's like, Wiseman, 
get me Sammy. Uh, okay, I'll get him. So then we get the announcement that Bald Braun Strowman is going to take on Imperium Gunther next week for the IC title. So that's a thing. So Sammy comes back there. Sammy's sitting with Roman and Sammy's apologizing and telling him he never meant any trouble. He's sorry for everything. So Roman goes, you know what? I, I forgive you. But you had to do this one thing. Whatever, whatever it is, I'll do it. I'll do it. I like to prove my loyalty. I'll do it. Next week, you take on Kevin Owens. And Sammy's like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna fix your problem. I'm gonna make sure Kevin Owens doesn't make it to the Rumble. And then the Usos music hits. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I gotta go out there and be with the guys. Roman says, no. You sit and you watch with me. Sammy's a little sad. Like, I like I thought Sammy, like in the beginning of the night, I was like, oh, Sammy's definitely gonna be there at the end and help the Usos win. Yeah, that's that's normal, right? But they had solo, so it was alright. Yeah, but I felt like I felt like the Sammy thing was like the Sammy redemption. He was gonna redeem himself, and that was like that's how he was gonna prove himself to Roman. Like, yeah, look, see, it's still cool. I'm still cool. Yeah, yeah. There's no redeeming now. I think it's over. Yeah, because he's definitely moving to Kevin next week. Uh huh. So the Usos get the win. They beat Sheamus and Drew McEntry. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The Banger Bros. The Banger Bros. Yes. <laughs> and then we go back and we see Sammy with the Tribal Chief with popcorn. Sammy winds up doing a Banger Bros thing where he's fucking the popcorn. It goes all over. And Roman... Once again, is going through this thing where he's like, I want to laugh, but I can't. I'm going to try to keep saying, Paul Heyman is looking, and Paul Heyman is like, what are you doing? And Sammy's still celebrating. Roman's trying to keep his composure. The show goes off the air. That was, like, it was just so, it was so weird. But, it was over. He had to laugh after they said cut. Oh, he definitely did. He fucking <laughs> lost it, bro. Because, <laughs> like, I 100% would have lost it. Like, Sammy doing some dumb shit. Like, I would have lost I would have cursed them out after that. Like, you son of a bitch. You keep doing this shit to me. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that was SmackDown. Man. It's a thing. So, yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, any last words to the first tumultuous, crazy, insane week of 2023? Uh, most podcasts, I tell people to go away. Vince, go away. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. 